Now, stamp duty, terrible tax, makes it difficult for people to move from one place to another place because, you know, you you, you buy a house, you, you pay 5%, you sell the house, you pay the agent's fees, you buy another house, another 5% disappears to the state government. David Limbrick, the uh, Liberal Democrats MP in the state parliament, wants to abolish land tax for good. Uh, sorry, not land tax, stamp duty. And... It's not such a silly idea because in the ACT and I think in New South Wales, they're now giving first home buyers the, the, the chance to choose. So you can either pay, let's call it a 5% stamp duty, or you can pay an annual land tax forever, but it might be set at like 0.5% or something. So it's not, not such a big lump of money up front. Uh, Quentin Killian is the CEO of the Real Estate Institute of Victoria. Quentin, good afternoon. Afternoon, Tom. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if, if David Limbrick's bill has a chance of getting up because it is a private member's bill, but it is... is, uh, is... Yeah, well, at, at it's, this stage it's an inquiry rather than a bill. Oh, it's an inquiry, um, okay. Yeah, so basically we, we wholly support the idea of an inquiry into it. We've been calling uh, on the Treasurer, in fact, nationally we've been calling on all of the Treasurers to sit down and discuss other models. So not necessarily here's an option or here's a model that you must do, but to at least discuss what other options might be on the table because stamp duty is in essence a very lazy and inefficient tax that, as you quite rightly pointed out, stops mobility. It, it, it puts a burden on first home buyers. Um, it really is not a great tax, but from a government's perspective, it brings them in over $12 billion a year oh. in, in revenue. Gee, well, they're not going to give that up easily. And is it interesting? I mean, historically, you know, we, we, I don't know if we still do, we pay stamp duty when we buy a car. And I think insurance contracts used to have to be stamped as well, didn't they? There's stamp duty across a number of things. Like if you're trading in, in um, certain areas like shares, certainly insurance premiums, uh, cars, um, oh, I can't remember. There's, there's a number of products that actually carry some form of stamp duty on them, but the most prolific, of course, is real estate. Um, and when you think about it, all you're doing with the stamp duty is you're paying the government for the privilege of buying your own home. Yeah. The government doesn't actually provide you with a service of any kind for that forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars that you give them, um, it just goes straight into their consolidated revenue. Yeah, because I, I remember I bought my first house in nineteen ninety four. I, I hadn't heard of stamp duty, and I, you know, I scraped together just enough to buy the house. I went mm. halves. Um, and then we got sent a bill for five thousand dollars. We just didn't have it. <laughs> you know, well, like, well, nowadays you you don't even get the loan unless you can show that you've got the stamp duty uh, uh, covered. I, well, it was, it was different uh, back then, but I, I remember I, I, had to, I, I just recently bought, not, not a new car, but a new-ish, like a car built uh, in the 1990s as it was. I had to sell it again because I, I, I had to raise $5,000 quickly, and that's all I could do. No, oh, absolutely. And, and really, as I said before, it is, it is a wholly inefficient tax because um, you, you're paying the government for the privilege of buying your own property. Uh, and... and you know, if you don't have forty, fifty thousand dollars extra cash in your pocket to pay the stamp duty, um, you go, well, I can't afford that house. I'll stay in the rental market. Mm. By staying in the rental market, you create this supposed, and everything's a crisis these days. But you, you know, you add to this rental stress that's currently in the marketplace. Well, well that's right, and, and your rents are forecast to increase another ten or eleven percent in, the, in, the, in the, this year. So. I read a bit about what they've done in the ACT. So a while back, they, mm. they didn't necessarily... I'm not sure they got rid of stamp duty. They said you have a choice. You can either pay stamp that, duty up front or you can pay like an annual small land tax every year. 
That was well. New South Wales have brought that in. So New South Wales give first-home buyers the, the choice between right. uh, paying a stamp duty up front in, in, in one bulk or paying a property tax. So it's not a land tax. Uh, they've very gone to a lot of links to, to call it a property tax over a period of time. Now, the balance here is that if you kept the property for, and, and I think the, the numbers were done on about 15 to 20 years, you'd probably come out slightly ahead if you're paying it off. But if you hold the property for 30 or 40 years, you may as well have paid the, the, the stamp duty up front. Yeah. Because you, you, right. so, so the balance is there. But the ACT one is a bit of a mess because they actually did a supposed transition from a property tax or from a stamp duty to a land tax, but for a period of time actually had both in place. And now it's become a, a real mess in the ACT as to who gets charged what for when and when did it stop and so forth. Right. So so what David Limbick wants to do, and I apologise, I had it mistaken before, so he wants to look at the different regimes around Australia and maybe in other mm-hmm. countries and say what's it, what would be a better way of taxing property in Victoria? Yep. And, and 100% wholly support that. We've been advocating for that conversation to occur for years that we need to be in a room, and it's not just the politicians, and I would challenge and I'll, I'll be speaking to, to the member uh, in, in coming days, but I'll be advocating that this goes beyond just a bunch of politicians talking about the better ways to do it and engaging right across the spectrum of the industry uh, and, and looking at international ways, looking right. at what happens around Australia, looking, talking to us, talking to master builders, talking to property council, talking to uh, accountants firms, you know, exploring every opportunity and putting everything on the table. Okay. Now, final question. Um, this time last week, I actually spoke about land tax because I'd been sent several emails by listeners whose land tax had gone up 20, 30, 40, mm-hmm. in one case, mm-hmm. it's 130% in one year. Yep. Are you hearing these horror stories, and do you think it's going to cause real problems out there? Oh, of course it does. Yeah, look, any any kind of lazy tax like this that is that is attached to uh, the value of your property, it, it stops it stops people thinking about. Well, I'm an aspirational person. I want to I want to buy something that grows in capital value, which is what you want your property to do. But the risk is that every time it grows in capital value, somehow the government attaches a new tax to it or increases the tax to it. So basically, your taxes align to the value of your property, and as your property grows in value. So does your tax, um, and that's what's happened here. Is it's not a, not so much an increase in tax; it's it's a revaluation of the property, and therefore your tax has grown in line with the new value of your property. Yeah, uh, and and there gets a point where the, the the poor old aspirational buyer who actually got really lucky and say bought a bought a second home, bought a, a beach house in a in a you know up and coming suburb, and bought it very cheap, and now suddenly has a a fabulous place in an expensive area is going to look at that and go, you know what, I can't afford that anymore. Can't afford I'll get it. Out. Yeah, understand. All right, thank you so much for your time. Quentin Killian, CEO of the REIV. Well, I mean, the, the really important point he made was that at the moment the state government rakes in $12 billion. That's $12,000 million a year out of stamp duty. So the tax isn't going away, but could it be replaced by a much smaller annual property charge instead rather than 5% up front.